Welcome to this episode of the Attention Please podcast. So after a long time, we have a guest and the guest today is none other than Dipto Kirti, who is a longtime friend of the show. I think this is his third time on the show, right Dipto? Yes, uh, third time I think, yeah. Third Every time, time there is something around 90s, I land up. <laughs> yes, whenever Dipto Kirti is my, my resident 90s expert and today's the show again, the show will be based around not so much 90s nostalgia but we'll come to it we'll come we'll come to what the show is based on today but before we start before we get to it we have to talk about ray which was this is this web series which just came out i think 2 weeks ago on netflix and we have to talk about this for no other reason that when two middle aged bengali men meet it is absolutely otherwise they're not bengali middle aged men that they have to talk about what satyajit ray did now since satyajit ray isn't alive it has to be what happened to satyajit ray's books this was like the topic for conversation when we were growing up uh, you know what satyajit's latest story in desh or anandamala is and of course you know if a movie came out this is what people would discuss so in that spirit let's start off with ray so i know because i read your blog that you have seen it so for those who haven't read the blog what is your opinion on ray okay uh yeah so as you said that uh, as you rightly said that we have to discuss ray so it was like i managed to catch it on the first weekend of release as close to a first day first show as it can get uh what i said is that i tried to uh, see the netflix as a little away from the stories instead of saying that how far away from the stories they were i mean i tried to see that if if the they stand on their own as films i mean where the uh, the writer is kind of incidental to it uh, and i quite i mean i mean the complaint that i have is that it is a bit uneven uh there was one which i did not like at all one i loved and there were two others which were i thought it was uh quite decent uh but i mean uh, what i enjoyed most <laughs> after watching is the uh i mean absolute frothing at the <laughs> mouth reaction that uh bengalis have given uh the main uh, i mean uh, or not main a large part of it seems to be around the fact that i mean is there absolutely no other way to sh- film a modern adaptation of ray without having cuss words and graphic sexuality yes uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so that's what i mean i feel that any i mean before any further adaptations of ray are made and i and, and i hope they are made uh, i just to uh, wonder if uh, bengalis as i wrote in my blog that will we bengalis have the courage to let shotri try out into the bigger world <laughs> so i would differ with you on one thing by the way before i go which was the which was which unless you don't want to say it which of the four did you absolutely not write like and which one did you absolutely like and i guess the two others were i believe average uh i did not like spotlight at all because if i had seen spotlight i mean it wouldn't have i mean it as a story as a film it did not work more so it had it it kind of removed pretty much all connections with the original story but i mean even then it did not work for me i mean it was a very flat piece and i loved hangama kyun hai barpa which had great i thought uh some amazing performances a great i mean there was a twist which i knew about but they still managed to bring the twist out in an interesting way and i love the music too mm-hmm. i in fact the uh, the first episode forget me not i liked quite a bit i mean so i would not call that average i would definitely call that above above average uh beherupia i was kind of ambivalent about okay i kind of agree with your assessment actually almost perfectly i i 
my opinion of Ray was exactly the same. For me, of course, if you are marketing something as Ray, then the mm. author can't be incidental. So if this is just true, true. four movies, which are just like an anthology, like a love story, a love story, or ghost story, whatever Netflix has done, then it's fine. Um, it might be just coincidental that they're all uh, Satyajit Ray stories. But if it, the lead is Ray, then, and I had a video review of this. I was so moved that I actually yeah, yeah. went on video. So <laughs> it, 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 it has to have something um, of the essence of Satyajit Ray. And again, basically based on that, um, Spotlight had absolutely none. Hangama uh, Heku Barpa had a lot. And the other two was kind of a mixed bag, I would say. Some places yeah. there was and some places there weren't. So it was uneven, I would say. Um, hmm. And again, for those of you who are interested in knowing more about Dipto Kirti's opinion, he has his blog post on it and I have a video on it. So I don't want to get into a, a episode by episode deconstruction here because we have so many other things to talk about. But there's an interesting question, which again, I would, I, I would like to bring up is, I don't think Satyajit Ray would have liked this. So I, I say this because there are two people who we Bengalis love to worship as cultural icons, at least I do, is Rabindranath Thakur and Satyajit Ray. And they were very dissimilar in terms of their outlook on their own work. So Rabindranath Tagore was somebody who, was, who would be very happy if people totally reinterpreted and remixed his work. And it was ironic that after he died, all of it went to you know, as, as all of us know, you know, <clears throat> Vishwa Bharati would not let any kind of uh, rendition which they considered to be non-canon. And even somebody like Devabrata Bishash felt, mm. you know, he, mm. he fell foul of the, of the, it has to be Rabindrik. So this, this, I've heard many uncles and, you know, people discuss that this is so much not Rabindranath Thakur at all. Because he's the, he was a person who absolutely detested the fact that there would be a committee which would decide, hey, this is right, this is wrong, you can't do this this way. He was person, he was a person whose essence was all rules are meant to be broken. Uh, it wasn't like that. Um, I don't know if you've I, I don't know if you followed this, but Satyajitri used to get really pissed off by reviewers when yeah, they yeah, used yeah. to trash his movies. I mean. Uh, he would no, he no, would, huh? he would write counter reviews of them. <laughs> not just <laughs> absolutely no. So I, I I found it really and I'm glad that you brought brought it up because what I was remembering is that I agree with what you what your assessment is, which is to say that Shrutvitra himself would have been quite uh, whatever uh, upset about this form of. Uh, I mean, one can speculate that he would have been upset about this because he used to. So there is this very famous letter he wrote to Desh. Who, where the reviewer had panned, I think Charulata. No, not I think it is Charulata. Charulata and, and, the, and and the reviewer was some Rudro. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. And he said Rudro Moshai Amar Amar Pechonel Legation. I think that was <laughs> yes, the starting, exactly. starting point of the letter. And very funnily, I mean, there is a contradiction in that because somewhere in that review, this Rudro Moshai had written. That the connection between uh, Robindranath's Nostonir and Shottojitra's Charulata is absolutely incidental. I mean, there's almost no connection. Exactly. The same criticism here. Exactly. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I was going with that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that, and I read somewhere, I mean, not in Desh, on Facebook somewhere, that somebody had written that there is no connection between Shottojitra's stories and uh you know the ray anthology so i felt that you know this is like life exactly that full circle and all that (laughs) because the same guy who (laughs) protested this against his own review has been given the same treatment now so it's like all uh uh, funny in a certain way you're absolutely right because in those days rabindranath thakur was the you shall not reinterpret rabindranath thakur now it's you shall not reinterpret satyajit ray so I don't think that, again, that, that brings me to that. that I, it's not the question that somebody could reimagine. I think Ray should be, like any artist should be reimagined. It's just that how successful you are in the reimagining and you have to keep some of the essence. So for me, I wasn't particularly, I mean, I found it amusing that in a Satyajit Ray, you know, 
adaptation that is somebody saying you can f me anytime you want i mean that would i i mean i i remember when we were growing up this whole whole bengali scandal about piku being shown with potikchat oh yes oh that oh i mean that was <laughs> so, a logistical nightmare yeah, because so, so, okay so so let's let's pause and just give the context for non bengali uh, listeners who were not of that also in bengali listeners who were not of that age to remember what happened so what happened what we are talking about here is this has happened very well this was happened very much when satyajit ray was alive and when diptukirti and i were little kids who were not supposed to know about birds and bees so satyajit ray was always famous for you know his wholesome kid friendly uh, entertainment so whenever parents took their children along it was there was those days no internet no reviews no twitter so there was no warning of anything so satyajit ray movie meant that it's going to be kid friendly and especially when it's advertised as being for children so satyajit ray there was a movie which came out which was a double bill of two of his short movies one was potik chand whose poster was of a man juggling ball so of course you can take your kid along right but the second one which was made in collaboration with the french and of course bengalis didn't know it i remember somebody saying they should have just said that that it was made with those degenerate french people <laughs> this is definitely not satyajit ray so that had get absolutely anodyne by today's standards but the theme was about this uh, you know little kid who's painting and his mother is having an extramarital affair and his mother's boyfriend comes and they're upstairs doing their stuff and you know he's painting downstairs he's blissfully unaware and every parent who was watching it with their kids and like me i knew what was going on and i had to pretend that i didn't understand my parents were embarrassed and this hall this entire hall i was sitting you could just feel people squirming in their seats like oh my god what is going on <laughs> so that's what's the uh, tukit is so do you have your own piku stories <laughs> Yeah Since no so already... <laughs> i probably i probably watched it a little later because by that time i mean that's what i meant by logistical nightmare so by that time people had figured out that there are two films part of a double bill and one the first one which was i think about half an hour uh, <laughs> is not really suitable for children so people so people did one of two things one is that they came on in a little late and so they just skipped piku all together and they came in uh, went in uh, just about when uh, kotik chad was starting uh, and the second thing they did was they either left their kids in the you know the lobby of the theater and kind of went in just to figure out whether uh, as you said whether if the stuff has been done <laughs> so it was a logistic nightmare i mean i remember going with a couple of families as in we had gone so there were two three of us we were like and oh there was another thing the piku the posters etc had a kid in it yes. so it was kind i mean drawing a picture that, drawing a picture right. very so, very so it so when you have a picture i mean it's kind it's a mental whatever uh, thing that if you if a picture has a kid it is for must be for kids children kind of a thing of so uh, all that happened and there was obviously feverish discussion in school the next day yeah yes so um, yeah so all all bengalis of a certain generation that's ours has a piku diary story because with me we went in having no idea as to what it was and this was perhaps the second most embarrassing thing that you know, as a bengali parent you would have to deal with the first most embarrassing thing was that um, and i've heard this mistake from multiple friends and i also made this mistake is mistaking the ad for nirod with the ad for a uh, sheep dish like sheep matches because they look <laughs> the logo and the coloring was identical <laughs> yellow red and there was very little difference and with the nirod that you never knew what was going on there were these two an ambiguously happy couple running on the beach and out comes something which looks like the logo of sheep dish like and i asked my father is this an ad for dish like at so I, by the way i wasn't the only person who made this mistake let me just say that <laughs> oh the joys of growing up in jyotiba was bengal 
So let's I mean, this. Uh, go I mean, I'm speechless. <laughs> so, coming to the second thing that I wanted to talk about, which is <clears throat> Tokirti has a new book out um, called Bolly Geek, the crazy trivia guide to Bollywood. So before I go to this, what I wanted to mention about, do you want to say a little bit about your book, what it's about and why everybody should read it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, bringing that up. Yeah, it's about uh, a few months since this came out and it is like, it is on my favorite topic, which is uh, hopefully a lot of people's favorite topic, uh, which is Bollywood, specifically Bollywood trivia. So what I have tried to do, I mean, I had written something called Bolly Book a few years back. So this is like a sequel to uh, a Bolly Book with a lot of stuff, uh, typical Hindi film cliches like uh, snakes and twins and, uh, you know, and Suhagrat, yes. Never yes, you forget. You must mention Suhagrat. that. <laughs> Since we were on Nirod, we moved. So there needs to and, be some segment. And, and Piku. <laughs> yes, and Piku. <laughs> so yeah so all of that in a um, hopefully thick enough book and uh yeah so and oh i mean i must mention there is also a chapter on i mean since we are on bengalis as well there is also a chapter on uh tagore and uh Sharad chandra uh the two uh authors who are immensely popular and continue to remain immensely popular in hindi cinema <laughs> Yes, so Shorachandra is extremely popular, and I think Shorachandra wrote very, very Hindi movie-friendly stories. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very Hindi movie-friendly stories. I sometimes wonder why there haven't been more adaptations of his work, kind of reimagining Shorachandra actually more than Satyajitre for this generation, which is kind <laughs> of getting to the next topic. Also, I'm kind of subtly segueing, but before I do that. What I wanted to bring up, so one of the things that I like to do for myself and I like to do for, you know, my contemporary authors is to go through the reviews of their book on, you know, Amazon or Goodreads. I obsessively follow reviews of my book, of course. And what I, of course, the good reviews are fine, but, you know, you learn more from the bad reviews than you learn from the good reviews. So there is this amazing review on Amazon on Ditto Kipti's book, which remind, which he just told you what it's about. It's about... Um, Bollywood trivia and listicles, essentially. Um, and here's the review. Um, reading this rubbish won't make you money. So somebody here thought that this book would help him make money. It says, mind-numbing drivel. Instead, read Leadership in War, Essential Lessons from Those Who Made History. So, wow. I just... <laughs> I just rather... I just wanted to ask Ditto what what is the... What is the... What is your process when you read reviews like this? Do you, first of all, do you read reviews of your book on like websites like Amazon and Goodreads? And once you get like these kinds of things, what is your reaction? <laughs> yeah, so I do read reviews. I'm, uh, and I also mm, uh, get a little, uh, I mean, now a very less upset, but I do get upset if I see a, you know, a logically bad review. I mean, if somebody has made a valid point about, you know, something not being good enough or I'm missing out something or whatever. So that does upset me. Just at the same time, you read a, something nice, you feel really good. But this kind of review is very inspiring because, you know, as a, as a, with my day job as a marketeer, I mean, one thing that we often discuss is to say that when you figure out who a product is for, you have to figure out who the product is, is not for. So this is probably this gentleman uh, who read the review, who wrote the review fairly early on. I think my book came out in early March and this was uh later in the month so he was one, one of the first early... readers <laughs> yes of course i mean barring i mean friends and family uh he was probably i mean he was definitely one of the earlier readers he i mean it's like clearly i have like failed completely not only to satisfy him but also to communicate what the book is all about <laughs> yes i mean i and when you said this to me when you i just looked at uh, le leadership in war also and i mean the book and I was trying to figure out that if there is any 
uh, linkage and you, you know that you wanted to buy book a but instead of clicked on the next book next uh, i mean then whatever the next icon or did you make some mistake like that <laughs> nothing of that sort i mean there's i mean i cannot think of a single thing that's common uh between uh, leadership in war which is obviously a book that makes i mean though i mean i'm i can't imagine how that would help you make money either uh, but i guess uh, i mean army men can make money out of that <laughs> some of the reviews i think the the best set of reviews i've ever read was again i will not take the name uh so there was one author who's apparently worked in one of the let's just say a big company in india so if you look through his reviews everybody in that review addressed the author as sir <laughs> the Which, joys of having a big team the joys of having managing a big team <laughs> yes, exactly it was every review this is like a great book written by sir they didn't even <laughs> i thought that i don't know if they did it intentionally but i think they totally gave it away <laughs> anyway so let's come to the main topic that you that i actually i was thinking about this um yesterday actually while i was uh, in my uh, uh you know rum induced nostalgic funk and i watch <laughs> 90s songs um and this is my daughter absolutely hates you know this these 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 songs most of them um so and i understand why she does it like you know how did i feel about kl saigal growing up not particularly there was actually if you remember there was an ad which spoofed kl saigal with akshay kumar do you remember yeah 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 jab dil hi toot gaya hum ji ke so even then when we were growing up kl saigal was like uncool so that was what you know akshay kumar was making fun of now of course akshay kumar is canadian and we have moved on but but the question that i had in my mind and this is was that see today i look back at pulpy romantic movies of the ddlj um then there was you know dil to pagal hai even kuch kuch hota hai things that right up to hum dil de chuke sanam and all of these are 90s movies my the question that i had was i was early 20s in an impressionable age where we were growing through emotional turmoil and tumult and again these these movies our appreciation of them is a function of who we are at that point of time obviously when i watch them now i find them hilarious and immature but of course that's because i'm 45 now so my question was that what are the kids of today what are those who are early 20s what kind of romantic stuff are they are they watching now that you know 20 years from now when they will become middle aged men they will be drinking rum and coke and will be thinking about these movies so what are those movies and i just couldn't think of even one and and i kind of keep myself abreast when i don't watch stuff but kind of know what the big releases are and so i thought maybe i don't know maybe i'm missing something so who should i ask so dipto kitty seemed to be the the biggest expert that i know <laughs> who who at least follows these things I, i'm pretty sure he doesn't see them either but so i want so so let's come to this question and we'll i think the the and kind of going ahead a little bit but i wanted to say this before i hand over the mic to dipto kitty is that you know, the khans i think still kind of make because zero was kind of an attempt to do that but i think that the khans all of them the generation of khans are now what devanand was when we were in the 90s he was in the may sola baraski and gangster phase and i think that as khans make more and more movies they will gradually move on to the censor and yes prime minister stage they're going to that stage so i don't think it's the khans i don't think anybody will remember anything that the khans are making in this around these years fondly 20 years from now so what is it what are those cultural artifacts which don't have to be great movies by the way i don't think ddl jadhav them are great movies but you know guilty pleasure stuff that people let move people uh, young people right now so dipto kitty what do you think they are or do you think this genre has totally vanished uh <clears throat> 
not vanished, but it is definitely not there in, I mean, it is nowhere close to the mainstay that it was in the 90s and for a a uh, while in the 2000s also so the love story the crazy love story that right letter in blood uh, threatened to jump off a uh, building kind of uh, love stories are just passe i mean they don't happen uh, i mean as you were talking i was thinking of this movie called uh, pyar ka panchnama in the last uh, few years that's something that you know i have heard a lot uh, about it in you know and i keep seeing it popping up in those facebook short videos these insta reels and what not uh, and all of that which is funny because pyar ka machnama literally means like the the death report of the of love or whatever and i don't know if that is some sort of uh, whatever uh, uh, prescient or uh, not i mean it is popular enough to merit a uh, a sequel the director is uh super popular and he's now making big bigger films with bigger stars and all of that but that i i don't think that ddlj hum de dil chuke sanam uh or for that matter and we discussed it last time hum tum that kind of love stories are uh, i mean it's a slow but kind of uh a steady decline that's what i feel i think there are, how could you and i know this is an extremely controversial movie but this kind of again without getting into the politics of it but kabir se oh do you think yeah. because that crazy i'm crazy in love stuff kind of like that right yeah so kabir singh yeah you are right kabir singh was what it ha it came out about a couple of uh, years back yes, and back. it had, I think had, it was a moderate hit too oh i mean i think the original movie arjun reddy was a massive hit which is why it was made remade and yeah kabir singh was a fairly big hit yeah it would be one of the top 5 10 hits of the year for sure but this is like one off i there's another movie which and please don't ask me how i know but there's a movie called sanam re um and it, the fact that it it's re and i'm re doesn't have anything to do with this and we started off with re sorry pj <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's a movie called sanam re with pulkit samrat and yami gautam which had which had a very fairly popular actually that's how i heard it i've heard the songs and the songs are quite okay i like the songs they have the they have that 90s feel to them They're not very much but it has that kind of you know romantic melody thing which is why i like the music of sanam re okay so shoot me here uh but i i kind of looking at the music videos it it kind of gave me that 90s love story vibe and i read about it and it was a fairly decent hit given that it doesn't have like major stars i mean pulkit samrat and yami gautam would not be um considered to be a listers so here's the larger here's the here's the here's the broader question and since i know that you are an mba and you know market segmentation all stuff so you both bollywood is this do you think i just don't think that people have changed i think people have don't fundamentally change but why do you think that hindi movies are i, I know covid has changed things and we can come to that but why do you think that hindi movies have changed first of all do you think maybe i'm maybe i'm presuming that i believe that mainstream bollywood has changed over the years from 90s which is why i don't like it anymore but first of all do you think it's changed and secondly oh, yes, yes. and secondly Completely. why do you think it has changed okay uh, i mean the first question is like i mean it's staring in our face and it is uh, there i think what has happened over the last i mean if i take a wider swath over the last 20 years films have hindi films have started to become genreized what i mean is that what is the genre of ddlj like to take a ddlj is a romantic movie mm-hmm. now if is it a romantic musical yes it is a romantic musical but then every hindi film is a musical because it has six or seven songs and good ones at that it also has action it also has comedy 
so can you call ddlj a romantic comedy i mean you cannot call it a rom com in the hollywood sense of the yeah. term but romantic you comedy. can definitely it's a romantic comedy it also has an action so it has as a fair bit of action so it's a romantic comedy action musical and it is this is not only ddlj i mean ddlj is a successful example but there every film till the early 2000s were romantic comedy action music well would would you consider jab tak hai jaan and all of these movies because they were also very similar i would say and yeah, that one yeah. where he goes to what's the name of that very that madan mohan songs with kashmir veer zara veer zara veer zara so yes chopra so, did continue that but i think over it, the years he it, became less and less popular i don't think his later movies were that iconic no it is not and you absolutely hit the nail on its head when you said jab tak hai jaan it's his last film so i mean you could say that it literally died that film literally died yes. with yash chopra who was probably the last, is the last movie like that i would say you know that uh, that yeah that crazy love that i talked about grand visuals now people are damn thrilled like when you see a film like andhadhun which is i liked i really liked uh, and one of the last pre covid uh, you know successes and all of that uh, it is it is a thriller there is i mean the everything else is incident everything else is incidental uh, to that uh, that film story and it has become genreized so right now all the popular films of uh, bollywood they very conform to a genre as defined by let's say hollywood or the uh, global uh, you know thing if you take uri for example it's a war movie uh mission mangal is a you know whatever that uh, underdog coming of uh, coming good kind of a movie uh mm, what else uh, let's but say but they are different Gali- from border right they i don't think yeah, any exactly. have have a suhagrat song <laughs> <laughs> there is a hint there is a hint of a romance and the romance culminated into young gautam who was in the film marrying the director recently uh <laughs> but, but that's off uh, camera yeah that's off camera i mean the the romantic angle of uri is uh, strictly off camera or, so or, or, or 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 as we would say uri uri baba from <laughs> go on I'm uri sorry. uri baba <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so if you see the the big movie like uh i think which is the biggest hit i think war was the biggest hit of 2019 yeah, that was actually a yeah. fun movie i liked it yeah, yeah <laughs> that war war yeah now that you now that i think about it that war is probably that types that you know uh, but otherwise if you take the other big movies of uh, uh, 2019 which were uri which was mission mangal which was gali boy they are very genreized i mean gali boy is a whatever a musical in a very hollywood sense of the term and not uh, the hindi cinema sense of the term so to that extent it has changed completely uh, i mean i was uh, reading up on uh, dil chahta hai which just com- completed 20 years and all of that i think from then onwards i mean gadar and dil chahta hai which uh, released in the same year yeah. they kind Almost of almost same I mean, week i but gadar and uh, gadar and lagan gadar, released same week right yeah gadar and lagan released together but gadar and uh, i mean gadar was probably one of the last of those movies and dil chahta hai was probably the first one of the first of the new bollywood movies where you have a very international modern urban sensibility and thanks to multiplexes etc and now even more accentuated by uh, then the net netflix and the primes of the world i think it has be- definitely become a lot uh, that genreized even hollywoodized and i know that people who are listening to this would say that Uh, since we are old foggies uh, we are not discussing <laughs> imtiaz ali here right because he's yeah because somebody would say that i don't get his movies at all but somebody would say well you guys are totally ignoring his his body of work which falls in that romance but for a new generation the breakup song and 
you know that kind of break ke baad you know that kind of um, a more modern take on relationships in an urban context not that kind of hum janam janam you know that kind of stuff which is like we are here we are mythical lovers and we will be reborn again and we will die and that that kind of thing isn't it's a more pragmatic and that these movies the basic uh, usp is this is not your ornabre dipto kitty generation love story this is a more realistic more urban love story and yeah i it's it's a very interesting that you raised imtiaz ali now the thing is that imtiaz ali started with a fairly i what i thought was a fresh take on love but then all his films became identical that which is that yes. a ma- man child finds meaning and love or sometimes finds meaning but not love or whatever combination thereof i mean so i think after rockstar i did not enjoy any of his other films because they just seemed rehashes and very interestingly now that you mentioned that it is a modern kind of a love and not the you know classical star crust lovers kind of love uh, there is this film called laila majnu which came out in 2018 again without stars did not do too well had a fa- excellent soundtrack and that was i think presented or produced by imtiaz ali so i it is very i remember thinking that when the movie came out that imtiaz ali who does these very quote unquote modern romances he he now he now uh, remakes his own movies by the way his i mean officially remakes re- his own movies not that re- just thematically same so there are two no, no, kinds no. of remakes right there is a vishwatma and tridev kind of thing which is essentially <laughs> the same movie but called different things and then there is that uh, that that again i'm i'm having senior moments here but what was the latest movie that he released with kartik aryan and uh, which was an exact which was a remake of his earlier uh, love aajkal love love aajkal love it was called love aajkal 2 but it was Uh, what you said it's just a frame by almost frame by frame remake of uh, the so uh, but, earlier but my question here is it's not that they are not being made but and again maybe we 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 will never be able to answer this question but do these movies because they don't definitely don't do it for me but will these movies kind of trigger the emotional connect to early 20s late teens that the ddlj genre did because they talk about a very practical kind of love which is more directed i would say to an older audience maybe a early 30s second relationship kind of audience than you know that 17 18 19 20 21 age group which is when my which is really what i remember i don't remember much of anything after 25 actually Yeah uh now that i i mean let me just uh, try to piece together something that in 2018 uh, i think padmavat would have been one of the biggest hits of the year if not the biggest uh-huh. uh now when you talk about padmavat padmavat is a love story i mean what is padmavat if i had to explain in one line i would have said it's a historical uh love story now the question is that is again i mean it ticks off the boxes that you know grand spectacles uh, star cross lovers crazy uh, suitor or whatever but will is padmavat going to stay or become uh, an iconic love story and i know you like this like let's say dharkan was in the late 90s i don't think, think so. so i mean no, I- i thought i i one thing that i say in a positive and a negative way that bollywood is a lot more put together now like bollywood had a lot of clumsiness in its 90s i mean yeah. you know rubbish clothes i mean you can make out hairstyles changing from one scene to another and then changing back again yes. and you know those obvious uh, Uh, no call sheet or continuity being maintained and all of that but those things are sort of endearing i mean uh, i mean i'm sure my son would call it rubbish but i now find it endearing i may not enjoy those movies as much as i did in college i mean thankfully but i still uh, you know it kind of brings a smile to my face whereas let's say something like a padmavat 
though it is a very passionate love story and i mean this is my personal view i feel that it does not evoke the viewer passion i mean the story is about a very grand uh, love story but i'm not sure that a guy let's say who's born in let's say 99 2000 and is 18 years old when he saw um, padmavat i mean will he find it will he or she find it as exciting mm. as i when i saw uh, what i mean jojita uh, vaisikandar it became like i mean all of us wanted to be like that exactly. right so i think you're hitting the point the fact is that the story of padmavat or the story of the kind of stories that intiaz ali does these are not these are not the fantasies that late teens and early 20s have when i say fantasy please don't think of it in sexual terms so when when i'm saying fantasies is these are common situations like let's say falling in love with your best friend okay which is kuch kuch hota hai now this is padmavat any nothing you know of uh, an invader coming and burning down your castle these things <laughs> these things are not going to happen to us right we don't think of oh i wish i had a princess and then this guy came down and burnt my castle like, we don't think like this right but we do have this oh there's this friend who i'm like friends with but i really do like her or um with ddlj you know go to you know go on a trip somewhere and meet this girl and we fall in love you know these are kind of things that oh i wish this happened or ddl or hum aapke hai kon you know go to a marriage and meet this another so these are like common situations that we found ourselves in and this took it to that one level that i wish this happened to me i wish that so there was this i could be this person i don't think yeah, anybody yeah. can look at padmavat and think i could be any of these persons no incidentally i mean I, here what i would uh, and since we were talking about that wish i could be like this or wish i could do like this is happening to us lesser extent in the action scene with with tiger shroff i mean he is again does not get enough press uh, or is not as visible as some of the other stars but i think he has a phenomenal box office records he has made this that bagi franchise or whatever it's called and then he was there in war that i wish i could do a split and with one kick kill three three <laughs> uh, or 30 whatever villains in the same time that very mm, you know stylized yes. almost fant- fantasy action yes, you know action, uh, action. he's he's the closest we have to a wolverine kind of mutant when you look at him you look at the next stage of human evolution right yeah and you of know, course then i look at jackie shroff and i cannot make out how they are connected it's like you know bolly geek and leadership war <laughs> but, but 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 that's where the evil, that's where the mutation is coming from from jackie shroff <laughs> um you go to this guy who seems to be like 1% body fat percentage like this obviously this person who is because in 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 our days the guys who were like beefed up like let's say sunil shetty they couldn't dance and right the action stars couldn't dance this was an axiom right sunny deol couldn't dance sunil yeah. shetty couldn't dance. this guy dances better than anybody else you know he dances amazing he's built for action he can do everything so yeah, yeah. but yeah you're absolutely right he's a phenomenon he doesn't quite get but my question is will he become will he have the kind of star power that dilip kumar from for a previous generation dilip kumar devanand raj kapoor then moving on to amitabh bachchan and then moving on to the khans that kind of almost like god like reverence will yeah. he have that i don't think so i don't think so there is another i mean uh, there is a separate thing and this i have i mean i have often struck me that you see that devanand was devanand in all his films yes now because of whatever variety i want to different work i want to explore different facets of my talent and all those kind of stuff that you keep hearing nobody has an image like amitav bachchan was amitav bachchan i mean that angry young man starting from zanjeer till like people had to like beg him to leave after mrityudata um, or whatever he was that same role for 20 years rajesh khanna was the same role for some 10 years uh devanand i mean the roles may have been different but his mannerisms were same for like some 40 years sharukh khan dilip sharukh khan so which is why 
Shahrukh and to some extent Salman, Salman I think it. are huge stars because people are copying their hairstyle, their clothes, their talking. I mean, mimic mimicry artists, and you know, every show that happened, that you know, that Pujo show, there will be a variety show with one music and one comedy and all yes. of that, which is extremely popular in let's say the Hindi belt. Uh, you have to do a sketch and which sketch i mean you cannot copy ranveer singh i mean you may say that he's a very talented actor and he goes from point a to point b very easily and he does masala and he does yeah he, uh, you uh, can't you can't imitate anybody nowadays in the way how easily you can imitate let's say shatrughan sinha or mithun chakravarti exactly shatrughan sinha mithun chak even dilip kumar who is theoretically a very good actor so, i mean sorry he is a very good actor so theoretically he should be very difficult to copy but he had a very distinct speaking style yes. so you could copy i mean rajkumar rajkumar dilip kumar all these guys they were like super identifiable so everybody from johnny lever downwards i mean and even in the early 2000 mid 2000 when all the comedy shows started on tv i mean people were the last star they probably copied was sharukh so here's Because here's my here's my take on this so my take on this is that till till the proliferation of um basically first of all through piracy and now through netflix before a whole generation was exposed to world cinema from a very early age it was very different our expectations from movies were very different our expectations from a movie first of all a movie couldn't be watched for free so you would have to pay for it right so the, even with netflix we pay a monthly fee but we don't really pay for any movie right that's it's a very different thing if you actually put the coin in the slot and watch something because you immediately see what value you get so you're less likely to experiment when you when you part with money and walk into a theater okay you will go for something which is familiar you will go for the mcdonalds or starbucks of movie watching you know that with govinda i don't care how bad the director is if it's govinda movie i will get these things if it's amitabh bachchan movies i will get these things so just like you decide i want to go and have you know i want to just fix like today i will have chinese or today i will have something that's my decision but after that i go to a place and i pay money i want a very standardized experience i don't want to go in and watch something like let's say no smoking okay and come out with what the f did i just watch so i think that since that model of movie making has changed our expectation has changed it is much more internationalized i think there are people who have grown up and the fact that we consume our entertainment on laptops and on digital media without really paying for it individually means that we are much more willing to experiment we can start watching something and immediately realize this is not for us and move to something else which you couldn't i mean i went to watch kaid mein hai bulbul um <laughs> after madhyamik because i the last movie was bhagwasri and we were all in love with bhagwasri and <laughs> i went to see kaid mein hai bulbul it's the second movie of hers that was releasing and i went in with my friend and there was only one person other person in the theater this was the second <laughs> this was the second show of the movie and that guy walked out during the first song and i remember i told my friend this must this person must be the movie critic because he's walked out and we stayed there for the only reason because we had paid money for it it was unwatchable yeah, yeah. absolutely unwatchable but we sat there there was nobody else we you know passed comments because there was we were not disturbing anybody it was fun but i'm pretty sure and i never watched a bhagwasri definitely never watched a himalaya movie ever after that but the thing is that um that experience is gone right if if i was watching it on netflix within first 5 minutes i would realize no this is not for me and it happens all the time with netflix you know i hear some people Absolutely. recommending something and i go in and i see eh, no no i or i start many of these like this this telltale series which just came out called katla now i thought katla would be about fish about the secret <laughs> life of fish 
how was i supposed to know it's some slow burn extremely slow burn icelandic drama which is like a cross used by bizarre so i stopped but the the point is again the point is i think that that has kind of first of all it has made people more impatient we are unwilling to sit through if if you cannot keep my interest for something i have an alternative with the whole cinema theater you were kind of locked in so sometimes a movie which started out bad would might pick up at the end and you might think oh that that was okay and also i think that there is just this market segmentation now so there is there is netflix and amazon prime and hotstar for people who kind of grow up watching netflix there is and i don't know if you know about this dipakiti but you know my my daughter's generation not my daughter's not there yet but some of her older cousins are now very much into k-pop korean pop and korean tv series which i believe have that like romance that kind of like school school love you know college love you know the silent guy who always has loved so and so but has never been able i mean those those tropes they are all yep. there so i think that those options are now there we wouldn't even know to look at the at korea right we wouldn't even get them the only way we would get korea is if sanjay gupta copied something from there <laughs> that that was the only way of consuming international um you know international fare so not just sanjay gupta many other people but that was the way we were exposed we never had you know death wish i watched it as mohara so um now i think there is that market segmentation that and in, in for people who still want like the like let's say the more more fundamental joys of watching movies and i'm being deliberately vague here there are things like mx player and ullu and different other like you pay like 50 rupees for a movie and watch it so there are multiple models of movie watching that are there and i just don't think that that traditional yash chopra karan johar that kind of movie watching that you know you walk in you know exactly what you're going to get you have seen the songs on super hit mukabla so you will go there you will watch those songs now on a bigger screen and the full songs if you recall uh, dipakiti they would never show you the full songs yeah never they would not only show you the full songs there was also be another song which sometimes used to be added after a few weeks yeah tezab i think started that yes. trend and there was Tara always singh that... rao to jaane de. <laughs> that song then yeah. there was uh, aaj na chhodunga tujhe dam dam adam which was for dil and and if, yeah even dil chahta hai dil chahta hai had a it's not sorry dil chahta hai dil hai ki manta nahi had a, a song which dil was added aa gaya that was added yeah. and yeah. Uh, i think that um mohara that second song mai cheez badi hu must must was also an added song oh which okay is, i i mean i saw after it was added then yeah, so i, I, I th- because when i saw it and again things are a little bit hazy for different reasons when i went to see mora the first time in a theater but i'm pretty sure that song wasn't there that song that entire sequence with with uh, ravinath andan and uh, nasiruddin shah that song was added later so we saw the two cheese bari here must must that was there but mai cheese bari who must must that wasn't <laughs> there. that was also an addition so there were all these you walked in for a familiar product but yep there was something a little bit surprising so i think that <laughs> business model has has totally changed and the last question that i wanted to ask before concluding is that both diptokirti and i lived through a time in calcutta where one of the biggest things didn't happen I mean, there was no there was no like politics wasn't such a big deal there wasn't 24/7 cinema so life was in general slower and um, hype and hysteria the levels of it was always like if you look at it you would think that you know this is what people were concerned about in those days how silly and quaint but i remember that one of the great events of us was the agnipath hysteria in calcutta if you remember oh yes of course when amitabh bachchan came and mithun chakravarti came and there were all this like who's outdone whom and there was a cold war going on between mithun yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and amitabh bachchan because mithun was upset that his scenes were cut and it was it was all over the place so again this was hysteria this was like people felt personally invested in whether mithun got his due or if amitabh bachchan got his due would you do are we ever going to see that kind of like intense love 
an intense discussion for purely movie stars i again i understand that sometimes there's a lot of conversation now generated because movie stars now are basically intertwined with politics right you know they support yeah. political causes so yes there's a lot of passionate talk about on that side but zero but not politics. about movies but not about movies it's not nothing to do yeah. with anurag kashyap or sora bhaskar as what movies they're doing and sometimes their movies get trashed purely because people don't write like their politics there's no other reason yeah. uh, so they will put negative one star reviews without having seen it because it has you know either say tapsi panu in it i don't like her so that's why I, or you know kangra now i don't like her so these kinds of passionate things are there and they are much worse than they used to be when we were uh, in our 20s but none of them have anything to do with movies but just for based on movies do you think that we will ever see that kind of hysteria that kind of on the streets hysteria for stars that you and i you and i know what we are talking about yeah yeah no so again the i think the whole access or rather earlier the lack of access created it so you had a only a hazy idea of who mithun was and then you filled in the rest of the details investing him with qualities that you liked or disliked i mean depending yes, upon absolutely. whether you are a mithun fan or not or a bachchan fan or not so for example uh, i mean and this happened for a long time that you had just that one movie uh, coming up and you had to make out what that movie was just from a poster or you know some songs on stardust. radio stardust and and stardust so stardust invested that uh, you know gave that very with their bitchy racy journalism style they put a very salacious angle and that helped whip up the frenzy now the thing is that if you ask me that this viral bhayani and their like has they have killed it because when you are seeing a star three times a day once when she is living leaving her pilates class once <laughs> when she is entering the airport yes. and one more time when she is like Uh, taking a picture of standing on her balcony and things like that uh, you know uh, it, there is no mystique left i mean you almost know and you know too much uh, then there is social media so you know her comments i mean she may have been rude with someone or she exactly. may have been uh, impolite with i mean or she have made a joke that you did not like and then the political views come in so i don't like her because i don't like her politics no, but that but so hold on. on but but that never so let's say amitabh bachchan came back in his second phase right and there were a lot of strong emotions against let's say rajiv gandhi but i don't think anybody associated amitabh bachchan's involvement in rajiv gandhi government or his involvement with bofors with let's say mrittu data nobody said i ritu data sucks because i don't agree with what amitabh oh, no, bachchan no, no. did right it so sucked because it sucked yeah no so the thing here was that it was the that uh, i mean given the structure of the media that was there let's say that if i go back 10 years before ritu data and there was a shahanshah i remember that which was the the first hysteria that i saw on the streets literally yes. spilling out and uh, there are little latitude that they have and this was post politics amitabh this was right? just after this was just after so yes. only if you read a certain kind of magazine like let's say if you read an india today or a frontline or something would you have a fairly detailed idea or we'd have a form a fairly detailed opinion about amitabh bachchan's involvement in bofors on or the lack of it so therefore you were out there in the street and suddenly you see a political party saying don't watch shahanshah because oh amitabh bachchan has done something and you almost feel compelled to defend your hero without knowing anything whether he has done right wrong whatever so therefore it was a very i mean innocent for the lack of a better word you just felt ki boss amitabh bachchan is like my elder brother mithun is like my elder brother younger brother whatever and you fought uh, for them or against them i mean there was no other uh, thing now what is happening is that thanks to whatsapp and twitter and everything uh, a sort of a uh, you know uh, a capsulized opinion is coming to you so you are consuming it and becoming i mean <laughs> passionate for non filmy reasons right i there's you're, you're absolutely right i think there's there's been a massive change in the 
PR aspect of stars. So with the Amitabh Bachchan generation and to an extent with Shahrukh Khan gen that generation, movie stars were not meant to be seen. They were, yeah. they were, you know, it reminds you of that dialogue from Nayak. Remember, if you remember, Uttam Kumar saying that we are we are creatures of the shadow. Correct. It's not not particularly good for our business if we are seen. Absolutely. So, so that was the that was the that whole you know Greta Garbo mystique that stars had. I mean, for for years, Amitabh Bachchan did not speak to any of the any of the film glossies, and uh, it was not Amitabh Bachchan's loss; it was the film glossies' loss at that point of time, which is why he didn't speak uh, to them. But over the years, and maybe it was after, I think maybe historians, and I know that this is something which you're interested in. Maybe it was Amitabh Bachchan coming to KBC. Maybe that was the maybe that was the battle of Plassey kind of thing. Um, but that was when I think stars kind of realized that that no longer works, and what really works is some level of being accessible. Some and. Recently, some stars have realized. I believe that, in terms of, yes, you do get enemies, but you also do get friends, and you get the the, the way to get that level of bhakti is to align with a certain political ideology, whichever that is. And since we cannot get a kind of cult following ourselves, since there is no more Rajnikanth, at least in 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 Hindi movies. Or there is no Bachchan or no Shah Rukh Khan, then then that level of loyalty can only be done through things which are outside movies. Mm, yeah, you're right. And that I believe is a is might be a good PR strategy, but I don't think it will ever scale to that level of hysteria because I don't think that political affiliation is that strong. As compared to what you said, where um, where you know somebody is almost like God, you keep his like pictures on your you know, your uh, on your bedroom wall. You know, you, there's there's Ganesh, there's Shiv, and then there is yeah, yeah. pictures of movie stars. So in that case, you're not you're not really concerned about what that person believes in. Did uh, was Amitabh Bachchan? You know, he's in Rajiv Gandhi government. Who cares? that amitabh bachchan is the person the person that i care for is the amitabh bachchan in my mind uh, which is again that that what was the name of the charukh khan movie which had a brilliant first half and then went absolutely bonkers in the second half um uh, the one where charukh khan plays his own fa- fan a fan 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 so when the movie started honestly i felt that if only i had in there are many movies when i see it i feel ah, i wish i had written this movie so i initially thought this would be a take on essentially devotion to almost religious devotion to a man and how that gets ruined the moment you get to know the man himself because what you yeah. initially have is a perception or projection of that man and then you see that man and you realize oh my god he is nowhere close to what i thought he would be and it was going there and then of course it went absolutely off the rails in the second half and I, it was a disaster but i think it was it had a kernel of a very good story and i think it's it, I, I i liked it because i felt this is this is really where our the first half of fan is really what fans used to be and in a way the second half is what fans today are now yeah that's i think well put okay it was great talking to you it was a very very nice discussion and this is your listeners would realize i just love talking to dipto kirti because we um we share so much uh, growing up you know he was my senior in college and um in a rival school not like not not as not as exciting as uh, you know having bicycle championships we <laughs> <laughs> yeah those those south point as shirt pant did have that like down market <laughs> thing going for them so i can claim to be amir khan there <laughs> and you would have to be deepak tijori because <laughs> but, but still uh, so that's why he and i share a lot of this common cultural context which makes it very easy for us to kind of connect but i i also understand that, that that's why we have to sometimes stop and explain 
Uh, this would be much briefer <laughs> conversation if we didn't have to explain because you would automatically know the context uh, of you know things that would make no sense for anybody outside a very select few. Like for instance, Hope eighty six. If I say Hope eighty six, Nipthukiti knows what what I'm talking about, but nobody. Yeah, know. even the photograph etc. come to come. I mean, kind of the images come to mind. Yes. So <laughs> there is virtually nothing on the web about Hope eighty six. Except I think what Dikto has himself written, and uh, so, so these these are like you know monumental events of history that have now been lost because of. But anyways, this this is this is what has informed both of us uh, growing up. So thanks a lot for coming to the show, and it was great talking to you. Um, is there any new project that we should know about? Do you want to talk about in conclusion that you're working on now? No, nothing right now. Uh... i'm just uh, thinking of a few things hopefully something will materialize in a few months all right thanks a lot and um, i'll see you everybody next week bye bye thank you thank you i will stop recording